You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. This is The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. They're running a strange program, y'all. Now, here's Frank Morano. The other side of midnight, I'm superstar Frank Morano. A lot of people say everything on the radio, everything on television, everything in the movies, everything in the newspapers is negative. Why can we never focus on the positive? Well, that is one of the many reasons that the segment you're about to hear exists. The segment you are about to hear is true. The names have not been changed. To protect the innocent, because we want people, if we know their names, to get recognition and a pat on the back and a public commendation when they do something that's commendable. And that's what we do every week right around this time as part of The Other Side of Midnight presents... Let me begin by commending a Massachusetts Peloton group that left servers a $7,200 tip. I mean, wow. Server Nicole Boyardi, no relation to Chef Boyardi, who works at Red's Kitchen and Tavern, said this Wicked Smart Zone Group, that's the name of their Peloton group, the Wicked Smart, S-M-A-H-T, Wicked Smart Zone Group, was secretive, and left a big wad of hundreds as a tip on Sunday. And they left before she could hug them. So they were expecting their regular 20%. And uh, Ms. Boyardi said the group was secretive and left a big wad of hundreds while they were serving other tables in the main dining area. She felt bad because she just wanted to give them a hug. But this apparently is what this group does. And um, this came at a great time for their server, Nicole Boyardi, whose daughter, she just helped her daughter buy a truck. She gave her some money. And this Peloton group is made up of repeat big tippers. This was not the first time the Wicked Smart Zone group left large tip for service. The first time they left a generous tip was at Lowell's Restaurant in Menden. They left their server a $3,600 tip. Then in early 2023, they left a $4,600 tip, and now they're doing a $7,200 tip. I think that's wonderful. If people can afford to do this, restaurant staff, they work so hard, and uh, if people can afford to leave this kind of tip, I think that's great. Absolutely great. 
So to the Wicked Smart Zone Group, I do commend you. I must also commend Bindi Graylow. Bindi Graylow, at 102 years old, has completed a key bucket list item for her and sped around the Richmond Raceway. Oh, yes. Finally able to check this off her bucket list at 102. Graylow sped around Richmond Raceway, which has been graced by NASCAR legends like Richard Petty, Rusty Wallace, and Jimmy Johnson. She told the raceway that her wish to go was to go 102 miles per hour plus one for good measure. So sitting in the passenger seat, she rode along in a pace car for five loops around the D-shaped oval. The first lap was slow. Then after circling once and reaching the finish line, the car took off. A bouquet of flowers was ready for her when she got out of the car at the checkered flag finish line. I think this is wonderful. Good for you, Miss Graylow. And uh, this unfortunate... Well, I want to commend two very kind strangers who helped a Jane Doe living in a shelter for three months finally learn her name thanks to these strangers who tracked down her identity. So a Jane Doe who had been living in a Louisiana shelter for three months finally knows her name and where she's from. In October, Sandra Smith, a community service coordinator, made her usual rounds to church, to churches that help the homeless and the needy. One day, she noticed a woman who was past her temporary three-week stay at the shelter in Baton Rouge. About two days later, Smith approached the woman outside the shelter, said she saw her by the ditch near I-10 on East Boulevard. And um, she said, what's your name? She said, silent. I said, silent? Well, you're going to talk now. You got to say a word. So Smith brought the woman back to St. Agnes Shelter and convinced staff to let the woman stay there again. And they allowed her to. So anyway, because the woman didn't know her name, Smith says she used other people's names. Then one of the monikers she used, Brenda Lee Jones, turned out to be her actual name. She told Smith that she might have been from Little Rock, Arkansas, New Orleans, or Jackson, Mississippi. One thing she did know for sure was that she has a daughter named Regina in Mississippi and that she previously worked at Tyson Foods. So in addition to making sure the woman had a safe place to stay, Sandra Smith sought out the public's help to identify the woman, including by sharing her story with the local ABC affiliate WBRZ. And after hearing about the story from friends and co-workers, a genetic genealogist by the name of Shana Landry decided to get involved. She checked out the report, which offered some helpful leads. And she started looking in Little Rock. Then she mentioned that she worked in Pine Buff. She looked at the proximity of Little Rock and Pine Buff. And, uh, you know, in addition to using Ancestry.com, Landry across came across the woman's old yearbook photos, which yielded a lot of information. So then Landry contacts Smith, who was able to provide her with additional information about the Jane Doe that was not mentioned in the initial news report. And the genealogist eventually found the woman's niece on Facebook and messaged her. The niece was um, very excited. At first, she was a little skeptical. said, what, are you sure? And then she was like, oh, my God, that's my favorite Aunt Brenda. I haven't seen her in a long time. 
So Landry was able to confirm that the woman's name actually is Brenda Lee Jones and that she's from Star City, Arkansas. Jones's family also confirmed to Landry that Jones has a daughter named Regina. So um, we don't know how she ended up in Baton Rouge, but this is really interesting and wasn't really clear what caused her amnesia or why she couldn't remember anything. But I think this is such a nice thing for these two women, Sandra Smith and um, Ms. Landry, to go out of their way for someone, Shayna Landry, someone they didn't know and was not related to them, and help her find out who her identity was and hopefully begin to put back Together, the pieces that are missing from the jigsaw puzzle that is her life and her brain. I want to commend Emma Brosserman and Zoe Mecklensk, Ireland. Two Montreal teenagers, 113, that's Zoe, 114, that's Emma, who saved a couple in Barbados from drowning. Emma is a competitive swimmer who was on a 10-day training camp in Barbados, and she had an afternoon training session to get to. Zoe's father is the national development coach for the swim club, and Zoe trained up until last year as a competitive swimmer. So they're both pretty good at swimming. So the girls were heading in when Zoe heard a cry for help. She hears someone yelling for help in the distance. She's looking around, and she spots her, and she was about 50 feet out from where you know the girls were. So she went out, and she told me that, you know, she told her that her husband was further out and he was struggling to swim and needed assistance. So they swam out, not realizing that riptides were very well known in this area. When she understood she couldn't swim back in, she thought it was best to alert a lifeguard. And that's when she started shouting for help. Zoe hears her. And um, then Zoe is able to go back out there and uh, help reach all of them. And these two girls first reached, you know, uh, help the wife, and then uh, they were able to go back and rescue the husband. So this is really incredible, a credible story of heroism by two teenage girls that battled waves pounding the shore and rip currents and they knew they were the only thing there to help Robert Stone and his wife. And they did. They rescued him. And the girls swam Robert Stone, who had been uh, flailing for a while, back to shore. And they were worried that he might need more help that they weren't trained in, maybe like CPR. But he regained his composure quickly. And the girls obviously were very relieved that he was okay. But, I mean, this is incredible. These two girls are really the definition of heroes. I mean, that word hero gets thrown out a lot in movies and in sports. These two young women really are heroes, as far as I'm concerned. All right. I want to commend the uh, Jenny Borg. Jenny Borg is a Louisiana gardener who grew a 44-pound cabbage, setting a new state record. A 44-pound cabbage, if that's not commendable, I don't know what is. I love cabbage. 
I want to commend the parents of twin brothers Devin and Dylan Lee. These are twin brothers at a Long Island high school that are bound to Ivy League colleges. Both of them earned their school's valedictorian and salutatorian honors, with their GPAs being thousandths of a point apart. So Devin and Dylan Lee are graduating at the top of their class this spring from Herrick's High School in New Hyde Park after earning the highest and second highest grades, respectively. Can you imagine? They're fraternal twins, but they say their impressive accomplishments were thanks to their parents' goals for them. Our parents value education and always told us to try our best. How proud are you if you're the parents of these two boys going to an Ivy League school? It makes me think I need to be doing more for uh, Carmine to make sure he's... He values learning and hard work as much as these boys do. Although I feel like, you know, he's he, he is very intelligent. But um, I really, my hat's off to the parents of Devin and Dylan Lee. Got to be incredibly, incredibly proud. I want to commend Magia Washington. Very similar to the story I told you about those Montreal teeno- teenagers in, in Barbados. Magia Washington is 18 years old from Portland. And she rushed to save a nine-month-old after a collapsed power line killed three people. And she saw a flash from her window in northeast Portland. She opened the the blinds to find a collapsed power line on top of a neighbor's car and a tree branch on the ground. She watched as members of the neighboring family, who appeared to have been getting into their SUV, tried suddenly to escape it. And a small fire grew under the car. A man holding a baby, later we learned was nine months old, slipped down a driveway and the man's foot touched the live wire. A woman identified by people as uh, 21-year-old Tajia Briggs rushed toward the man to get the child, slipping on the ice and hitting the live wire as well. Briggs was six months pregnant, by the way. Oh, terrible. So, Magia Washington who attended Jefferson High School and works as a daycare provider, said she watched the teenager approach the SUV while she called 911. The teen um, would also die in the accident as well. So she sees three people get electrocuted. And she's ready to act. The baby moves its head. And that's how she knew that the baby was still there. And she braved the ice, lost her footing several times, And grab the baby. I mean, this is incredible. Another example of someone coming to the rescue of a stranger. This baby that had, I mean, it's such a shame what happened to the other three people. But this baby who has her whole life ahead of her has the quick thinking and the bravery of Magia Washington to thank for her having that life. Magia Washington, I do commend you. I must also commend... Japanese author Rai Kudan, who won one of Japan's most prestigious literary awards, which was certainly somewhat commendable, but I'm giving her a commendation for the manner in which she did it. So her book, it's a novel, and it's all about AI. And she confirmed that at a press conference that around 5% of her book, it's called The Tokyo Tower of Sympathy, was word-for-word generated by AI. So, one, 
I think it's very clever that she did that because there's AI in the story, and she used AI technology, uh, I think ChatGPT, to write the dialogue that was coming from the AI characters, and then she didn't have to tell anybody. No one would have known. And she's come forward and said, yeah, 5% of it was written by by AI. So I give her credit for both her creativity and her honesty. I must also commend Haribo. They have broken the Guinness World Record for largest gummy mosaic. This mosaic, which features over 150,000 individual gummy bears, measures 353.1 square feet and took 300 people to build. Amazing. This is not only something that looks delicious, but I think it is a masterful feat of German engineering. So who says all the good German engineers went to car companies? Some clearly went to a candy company. Haribo, I do commend you. Penultimately, I want to thank Kobe, a four-year-old husky who detected an underground gas leak in Philadelphia where Kobe lived. And alert uh, and alerted his owners and saved their life. So Kobe, this four-year-old husky, dug a hole in the dirt outside Chanel Bell's rental semi-attached townhouse. Now, Bell, only 28 years old, she couldn't figure out why he was doing this. He's not a digger. He's never just randomly dug a hole. So Although it was unlike him, Bell said she refilled the hole with dirt and moved on. A few days later, Kobe dug another hole in the same spot. So Bell, who lives with her eight-year-old daughter, was about to set up Christmas decorations on December 20th, uh, December 21st, and brought Kobe outside to accompany her. Soon, he started digging again. And the dog stood beside the hole, his paws covered in dirt. And... She would ask her dog, Kobe, why are you doing that? And he gave her a look, which she didn't interpret as a look of guilt or shame, but of pride. So then she starts thinking, well, perhaps he did this for a reason. The month prior, Belle had a small gas leak from her heater. Once it was repaired, she decided to get a handheld gas detection service to identify any other gas-related issues. So since she recently dealt with a gas leak, Her intuition told her to take the reader down there to the hole. She didn't expect to find anything. When she put the reader by the hole, it went off like crazy. So she calls the Philadelphia Gas Works. The staff shows up to assess the situation. And they told Bell that the leak, which was caused by a rusting pipe, was really serious. And even flipping on a light switch could have blown up her house. Good for you, Kobe. That is a good dog. That is a dog entitled to a lifetime of generous bones and treats. Finally, I want to commend the good old-fashioned daily multivitamin. That's right. New research shows, take this for what it works, for what it's worth, folks. New research shows that a multivitamin may help you maintain both your cognition and memory. Are you listening, President Trump? Are you listening, President Biden? This new study published online January 18th, 2024 in the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition reports that daily multivitamin supplementation was beneficial for both global cognition and episodic memory. Um, Well, that's great. 
this multivitamin, or any multivitamin really, has now been linked to better memory and cognition. I take vitamins. I take all sorts of vitamins and supplements. I'm trying to think if I do a multi. You know what I do? I do a lot of individual vitamins. So I'll do a vitamin A, a vitamin E, like basically 10 different capsules. A vitamin A, a vitamin E, a vitamin B12, a vitamin you know, C, vitamin everything. So I guess that's the same pretty much as a multivitamin, but uh, I think I'm even getting more of each of those vitamins, but maybe I'll add a, a regular multi to my repertoire as well. All right. If you have comments on anyone that I have commended, you can give me a call at 1-800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. Meantime, when we come back, I'm going to tell you a story which is completely true, but it seems rather unbelievable. I'll share it with you straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. It's The Other Side of Midnight with Frank Morano. This is Dreams by Fleetwood Mac. You know, this has got to be maybe the most popular song of all time because whenever it's someone's birthday, someone always picks this song as uh, one of their birthday bumper music selections. In this case, it is uh, Kristen Buttle. Happy birthday, Kristen. And I like it. It's kind of a, a cool nighttime vibe as people are maybe fighting off Dreamland or... Anything along those lines. All right. <clears throat> Let me read you this. I'm trying to think how to. All right. Well, so a pediatrician in the New York area is charged with leaving the scene of an accident after mowing down a dad and his six year old daughter as they cross the street horrifying the victim's family and supporters who told the New York Post they feel betrayed that a man of medicine could allegedly behave with such calculating evil. So according to the police, this fellow, who's a 66-year-old doctor, drove his black GMC truck into Guy Seth and his daughter Zoe who was sitting on her dad's shoulders 
on January 9th at a busy intersection that I'm certainly familiar with in the New York area. The little girl fractured her skull, requiring surgery, and the father suffered a concussion. Neither one of them can remember being struck, according to the family's attorney, Ravi Batra. Now, it's interesting. I don't know if it's the same Ravi Batra, but I think it is. Um, This Ravi Batra, there there was a Ravi Batra that was on um, Jacob the ethics board, and he quit in protest. He was the most independent member of the state's ethics board, and he quit, um, this is 11 years ago, after he called for a federal probe into what he said was corruption on the ethics board himself. And he was a big critic of the secrecy of the uh, Joint Commission on Public Ethics, which was, you know, really manipulated and controlled by Andrew Cuomo in New York State. I called it J-Joke at the time. So is it possible there's more than one Ravi Batra? Maybe. But I think there's a good chance that this is the same Ravi Batra. So anyway, Batra says of this accident that occurred at 5.10 p.m., he, meaning the father, continued to hold her as if they were hit. He probably saved her life. So in any event, the father and daughter were walking the family's Yorkie, Coco, who, thank goodness, was unharmed. The doctor, who lives in New Jersey, but has a thriving practice in New York, was arrested the day after the crash and charged with leaving the scene of an accident without reporting it. It's a misdemeanor. He was charged with violating right-of-way and failure to use due care laws. That's according to the criminal complaint. Zoe's mom said, I just could not believe he would just leave the scene. When you think of a pediatrician, you think trust. Accidents can happen, but you don't stay and help if you have that medical knowledge. I still can't process this. I can't believe it. That's what the mom tells in New York Post. The doctor's lawyer contends the doctor did stop and help his victims. So that's what the doctor's saying. According to the criminal complaint, the doctor later told investigators, quote, I was driving, I was turning left, and I struck a pedestrian, an adult, and child. I did not tell anyone I was the driver. I did not give my information because nobody asked me. I felt, excuse me, I left. I felt terrible what had happened, and I was going to go to the police precinct in the morning. So the doctor pleaded not guilty and was released on his own recognizance and is back at work. So at issue here is whether the doctor who has been practicing medicine for 38 years, rendered aid at the scene and if he ever interacted with first responders. So that's the, that's the issue here. Um, Okay. His lawyer is Joseph Carrazzo. Now, if you follow mob trials, you know who Joseph Carrazzo is. Joseph Carrazzo is a very good attorney. I've met Joseph many times. Brilliant guy 
But the federal government has claimed uh, that he's a mob attorney, and his father, Jojo Carrazzo, is the consigliere of the Gambino crime family. His uncle, Nick Carrazzo, little Nick, was at one time the um, acting boss of the Gambino crime family. So this lawyer who has represented a lot of mobsters, including at one time the uh, guy that drove the cab that uh, that Curtis was shot in, interestingly enough. But Joseph Carrazzo, the son and nephew of two of the most prominent mobsters in the New York area, he's representing the doctor here. Not that you should draw any conclusion from that. It's just interesting how all these things intersect. You have... Ravi Batra, who left Jacob, he's one of the lawyers here. And then you have Joseph Carrazzo, the son of Jojo Carrazzo, representing the doctor. So interesting. Anyway, his lawyer insisted that the doctor remained on the scene, tending to both parties and waited for the ambulance to take the father and daughter to the hospital. The NYPD and the DA's office have provided evidence that proves this was an accident occurring during a terrible, violent storm. The evidence further establishes that the doctor remained at the scene and communicated with officers. That's what his lawyer says. So um, the doctor, in accordance with his faith and his Hippocratic oath, prays for the recovery of Zoe and Guy. So little Zoe, first grader at the Hellenic Classical Charter School, is facing a pretty long road following surgery at Cohen's Children's Medical Center for a fractured skull, and her dad faces extensive rehab. He's still suffering from double vision, and they want some answers. The family wants some answers. Their lawyer said he's heard one story that the doctor stopped and picked up the bleeding girl from the street and placed her on the sidewalk, but never called 911. They heard another story that the doctor spoke to police at the scene, but didn't tell them he was the guy who did it. So... The lawyer for the family, Ravi Batra, says the calculating evil in him took over in a Jekyll and Hyde way, and then he walked away without telling the police he's the guy who did it. He put their lives at risk. So a family friend created a GoFundMe to ease the mounting medical bills for the family because um, the, the mom is a waitress in Manhattan And uh, the dad is a maintenance worker for the NYPD. Okay. Interesting, interesting stuff. What do you make of that story? Tony, what do you make of that story? It's it's interesting. Do do you think the doctor did the right thing, didn't do the right thing, or what? I think he did the right thing. Okay. Uh, So, now, it's interesting because this doctor is my son's pediatrician. This, this, and who we took him to see last week. So do you trust him? When he was sick. Well, hang on, wait a minute. So uh, my wife, all she had to do, I said, what is our doctor's name again? Is it such and such? I don't know. If I, I mean, it's public knowledge. So it's Dr. Leuzzi. So I said, um, you know, isn't Dr. Leuzzi our son's pediatrician? I said, is this him? And she said, yeah. So this was all she had to see. The fact that, um, you know, he acknowledged hitting this child and father, and she said, nope, we got to find a new pediatrician. I kind of think we should let this process play out a little bit more here. 
and see what, you know, what the police come up with and what the DA's office comes up with if he is charged with a crime, if he's convicted with a, of a crime. I don't think it would be appropriate to just dismiss him based on one article. But so as far as the history of our pediatrician, we we first started going to a pediatrician that was around the corner from our house. That's the primary reason we picked him, because we figured if, God forbid, our son is sick, we could just go right, go there right away, get seen right away, and not have to drive a half hour to go somewhere. And it, great guy, but our only concern with him was that he was a little older. That was it. But very youthful, very energetic, seemed very knowledgeable, seemed very caring, was very good with Carmine. And then... Um, the, he volunteers in our first consultation with him that he's not retiring. Okay. Well, he, he said, okay, fine. Then, after about, when, when my son is about six, seven months old, we get a letter saying that he's leaving the location around the corner from our house and moving into another doctor's office about 20 minutes away. And that's when he's been partnered with this fellow. And... He's only working, the guy that was our original guy, a day or two per week. So he's basically almost retired. So, I mean, for the last year or so, what we've been doing is going to the pediatrician's office when he has an appointment. And if the original doctor sees him, he sees him. Or this fella that has now been arrested for uh, running over this dad and child, he sees him. So I've dealt with this guy many times. He seems competent. I mean, he administers uh, Carmine's vaccinations properly. He, you know, registers his height and weight. He basically says, all right, seems everything seems normal. And that's basically the totality of our interactions. He asks, all right, is he speaking at least at least 40 words? 40 words? Speaks 40 words a minute. So um, now my wife is of the view that we should pick a new pediatrician. She said, look. The reason that we picked, you know, the pediatrician we picked is because it was geographically convenient. For a while now, it has not been geographically convenient. And he's essentially admitting that he, you know, ran ran over this daughter and father and is did not seem to do that great of a job in being attentive here. So. I am curious what you think and what you would do in this instance. A sad story. I mean, whenever you have a girl, um, you know, a little girl like Zoe, and she looks like a cute little girl and all the pictures that are shown get hit by a car like this and seriously injured, whenever you have anybody seriously injured, but especially a child, it is really terrible. And this could have been much worse. And I remember the weather on this day, January 9th. I had to... um, you know, drive around in this. It was bad. It was bad. But the question is, did this doctor do the right thing here? Um, Or did he flee the scene without doing the right thing? And this particular intersection, I drive past every day. Every day. It is hazardous, even under the best of times. It is a rough intersection. Curious what you would do. 800-848-9222. That's 800-848-9222. So to me, everything about this case is interesting. It's interesting that he's our pediatrician. It's interesting that he's got Joseph Carrazzo as his lawyer. It's interesting that the family has Ravi Batra as their lawyer. I mean, what an interesting confluence of events 
all to take place. And again, it could have been much worse. The little girl could have died. The dad could have died. And uh, obviously, you know, as I said, she's got a long road to recovery and hopefully she'll be okay. But I'm curious what you would do if you would find a new pediatrician or if you would kind of let the system play out here. 800-848-9222. Let me know what you think. 800-848-9222. Now, I did mention that because, uh, you know, we canceled all our plans this weekend because both my wife and my son were not feeling well. We ended up staying in and... um, my wife and I got to watch a movie on Saturday. We got to see Air. Have you heard about this film? So it's basically a, a biographical sports drama film. It stars Ben Affleck and Matt Damon. It's directed by Matt Damon. And it's all about the... It, it takes place in the um, early 1980s, around 1984. And it's all about these Nike employees, including one employee in particular, uh, played by Matt Damon, who are trying to strike a business deal with Michael Jordan to sign with Nike. This is while before Michael Jordan has played one single game in the NBA. They made this or tried to make this incredibly lucrative deal with Michael Jordan. I have to tell you, this film was much better than I expected. I really enjoyed this film. You know what? Because I went into it thinking, okay, you know the ending. You know that Michael Jordan signs with Nike. Who cares? I mean, you have somebody that's really wealthy getting paid a whole bunch of money from a company that's making billions selling sneakers. What's the big deal? I have to tell you, I thought this was brilliantly made for starters the acting was good and you know matt damon nothing against him but he's one of these guys i could take or leave um but jason bateman is in it he's terrific a lot of other great things and for those of you that remember the 80s and think fondly of the 80s there's so much great 80s nostalgia in this film there's so much wonderful 80s music uh, you see highlights of all these 80s commercials, 80s television shows. It was really, I enjoyed it immensely. It's, uh, I think the uh, Oscar nominations are coming out today, but uh, they're saying this is an Oscar contender. It was nominated for Best Motion Picture, Musical or Comedy for the Golden Globes, and Best Actor for Matt Damon in a Musical or Comedy. So we'll see what it gets nominated for for the Academy Awards. But I enjoyed the film very much. It's called Air. It's available on uh, Amazon Prime. Here's the trailer. 1984 has been a tough year. Our sales are down. Our growth is down. Sonny, I brought you in here to grow the basketball business. People don't know what the hell a Nike is. What's a Converse? NBA All-Star shoe. There's nothing cool about Nike. You would have to have a pretty compelling pitch. I can tell them the one thing the other companies can't compete with. Our basketball division is terrible. I do not love it. This is where you come up with a brilliant idea that no one else can see. Let's hear it. I got it. I found him. Who's that? Jesus? Can't afford it. I'm willing to bet my career on one guy. 
My name's Sonny Vaccaro. I'm with Nike. Do you typically make it a habit of showing up at people's front doors unannounced? I don't like to take no for an answer. Oh, man. Here we go. You ask me what I do here. This is what I do. I find you players, and I feel it this time. Okay, it's risky. When you were selling sneakers out of the back of your Plymouth, that was risky. Don't change that now. For a rookie? Yes. Who's never set foot on an NBA court. That's the literal definition of rookie. Yeah. What's the plan? We build a shoe line around just him. I need the greatest basketball shoe that's ever been made. Who's the player? Michael Jordan. Your motor Air Jordan. I don't know. Seriously? Maybe it'll grow on me. So I really enjoyed it, and uh, I am giving that a full-throated recommendation. Either of you guys see it? You saw it, Matt Place? Yeah, I saw it a while ago. It's it's excellent, actually. All right. Well, really, yeah. I mean, you I, sound I, enthused. Yeah, I, I liked it a lot. I mean, Tony and I were just saying that we grew up when this all was going on, and yeah, Nike had no basketball shoe. Everything was Converse All Stars, and then when Michael Jordan came came in, and the red and black, and then the red, white, and black Air Jordans were like a huge deal. And they talk about it in the movie, right? About how. They got. They were going to pay the fines because the NBA. You had to have a, a certain right. Fifty-one percent white. White, right? Yeah, yeah. So on the shoe. Yeah. So yeah, just to see how it all came together, it's it's pretty amazing. Did like, you see it, Tony? Yes, I, I saw it when it came out. It changed the game. It brought back memories, you know, because I remember when when those Jordans came out in '84. I was a freshman in high school. Did you ever have a pair of Air Jordans? Yeah, you I, did. I had about two or three pairs. Really. What about you, Matt? You ever have a pair? Yeah, I had those. I mean, oh, the, you had the first one. I had the original ones, but I didn't have the colored ones. They did come out with just what, like a white on uh-huh. white, so it just looked gray. But yeah, it was with the old Air Jordan symbol, which was a flying basketball, was the original Air Jordan logo. And I had I had a couple of different pairs of, of Air Jordans. Well, I enjoyed it very much, and um, you know, I'm sure like a lot of films, uh, this was certainly the case with uh, Nyad. Uh, which is another sports film. Um, You know, there are probably some things about it that aren't historically accurate, but my view is, who cares? It got pretty close. I think it got uh, pretty close, and uh, based on my limited knowledge and research of the situation, it seems like it was pretty historically accurate, but even even if it's not, I, I mean, you take something that I didn't think was going to be an interesting premise, basically a capitalist business deal, and I was riveted for an hour and 52 minutes. Absolutely riveted. I thought it was terrific and um, really, really well done overall. All right. We're going to take your calls in a moment. Curious what you think I should do about this uh, pediatrician situation, and we'll continue straight ahead. The Other Side of Midnight. 
tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. at midnight with Frank Morano. by the Rolling Stones. This is a selection from this week's Listener of the Week, Robert P. Rossi. Congratulations, Robert Rossi, on that distinguished honor. Hey, you know what? Every day I see another story that makes me thankful that I live in the United States. Thailand just sentenced a man to a record 50 years in prison for insulting the monarchy. I'm not joking here. An activist received 50 years in prison for sharing TV and film content on social media that violated the country's laws against defaming its monarchy. Can you imagine? Can you imagine the sentences that we would be doling out to our, our callers here? And in North Korea... There was a teen, there were teens sentenced to hard labor for 12 years for watching South Korean TV dramas, what they call K dramas. God bless America. South Korea, 12 years hard labor for watching South Korean TV. Thailand, 50 years in prison for insulting the monarchy. My oh my. 800-848-9222, Carol, give me your thoughts on this pediatrician situation. Oh, good morning. Thanks morning. for taking my call. Sure. Um, I think your your wife is right. Um, something's not right with the situation. Um, you don't hit somebody and then leave. Um, and there was a du- duplicity to the situation as far as the doctor goes to. First he said he was there. Then he said he was going to go the next day to tell the police that he was there. Um, there was something not right with that. E- either um, cognitively, I mean, I don't want to diagnose him, but, but something's not right, you know, and you don't leave somebody um, 
unattended, especially with his medical knowledge, they could have died. And they, they're going to have with a traumatic brain injury or what they have, they're going to have a long road ahead. It's really not fair. So for a little Carmine, I would uh, dump this guy, get another guy. Something's not right. All right, Carol. You're on the same page as my wife so far. 800-848-9222. Mike in the Boogie Down Bronx, what do you think? Frank, uh, this is a pretty easy case for the detectives. I don't know if it's the one, two, three precinct, but you got cameras all over that area. So first thing is you look at the cameras, you bring in the cops, ask him what this doctor said to them. If he doesn't admit fault, it's leaving the scene of an accident. And because the little girl had a fractured skull, that's an assault. That's more than a misdemeanor. So, I mean, between you and I, if he can't be honest with the cops, he's not going to be honest with his uh, patients. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Well, um, you know, that's a good point. I mean, does the fact that he's been practicing for 38 years lend him any credibility in your judgment? Uh, I would say no, no. because uh, you hit a six-year-old girl with a fractured skull. It's an accident. You tell the cops, officer, I'm sorry. I made a left-hand turn. I didn't see them. It's not a crime then. Once you leave and try to be, uh, you know, the good Samaritan without saying anything, it's leaving the scene. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you say you agree with Carol and my wife, get a new pediatrician. I do. I, I, I do, Frank. Thank you, Mike. 800-848-9222. Um, Larry in Brooklyn, what do you think? Frank, you know, I find it very upsetting that you don't see the sinisterness of this uh, of this incident. I'm not going to pass on whether his 38 years uh, speaks to him or not. I don't think that's really uh, germane in this case because it's such a sinister scenario because what this guy apparently did was he used his status as a doctor to stop, to, de- to deflect the attention from him. Because uh, People think, oh, a doctor saw what happened, he stopped. So the cops probably didn't think of asking. You know, cops aren't the smartest people in the world, I hate to say. They probably didn't think of asking whether he was the one. Well, yeah, but first- if he heard discussion about it and he didn't come forward, that's incredibly sinister. Larry, uh, thank you. First of all, I think a lot of cops are some of the smartest people in the world. Um, all right, well, look... You guys all make a very compelling case. I just don't love convicting people based on a news article. I don't know. Your influence counts. Use it. I love my Italian heritage and the food that goes along with it. That's why on Sundays after church, I head over with my father to Italo's Fine Foods on Forest Avenue in Staten Island with our list from mom. They have two locations on Forest Avenue, 1566 and the new one at 725. It's family owned and serving Italian specialties since 2014. They also have a full catering menu, the freshest meats, imported San Martano tomatoes from Italy, and the best mozzarella. Order in store by phone or online. They even deliver. ItaloFineFoods.com, I-T-A-L-O, FineFoods.com. Tell them Vinnie Madugno and WABC sent you. Manja.